hipster bricks, the cost of doing business, the price of egalitarianism in the 21st century, or it takes money to make money. Number 29. I didn't really want to go back to Phoenix, but I didn't really have anywhere else to go. By the same logic, though, I didn't have to go back to Phoenix. There wasn't, or I couldn't think of, any compelling reason to go to any particular place or another. Now, with that, you might think that I would resolve to be free to go wherever I damn well might please. But my response to that notion would seem to help illuminate the overall quandary I had at the time. That is, the situation could not be redressed by any change of venue. This is a this is an important philosophical rub, and it's common, I think. It's, it's, it denotes some sort of progress. It's a, lo- it's a location. It is a known confluence. And, and even if it could have been redressed by any change of venue, the earth more and more so I began to perceive as one big sarcophagus. <clears throat> what difference does it make whether you're on the sunny side or the north side or the what-the-fuck-ever-relative position inside of a grave. Not much. I was feeling pretty convinced. Not much. She was the one who got killed, but ironically, I was the one fettered in a nether realm. Hell, she was free. I didn't cite her for it. I still don't. She's still with me, and she was then, too, and I knew it. But the whole thing made me my overall perception and understanding of the world more vividly unforgiving a secular sense and one must be honest with with oneself regarding experience and conception because self-delusion isn't part of the solution for anything worthwhile frankly i knew i was lucky to have the reinforcement of clarity regarding my situation and the at-large disposition of the world around me. I even thought about driving back to Austin. I judged, in light of this problem, that what I now did with my time was more critically important and of the moment and uh, globally pressing, since it truly made no difference where I was. There was implications regarding where I wasn't, and since location didn't matter, personalities start to matter. With that, you begin to think that very practically regarding location, right? It becomes a matter of where you can be best situated to do whatever it is that you do with the least resistance and hassle. <clears throat> well, sister, do you have a preference? I said out loud. I was still enjoying the relative peace to be found on a long highway without the glare of some foreign sun eating up the brains unnecessarily out here in some arm of the galaxy. It is nice to keep moving as a writer. Such transience is effective for inspiration. Buffalo. Buffalo we are. Coyotes. Here I sat on my metal horse talking to old Moses the cat and Julie the barista with that Fuckhead VFW sun scorching some other section of the planet's surface for now. (laughs) Ah, the night. Who's going to replace you, I said. I don't want to spoil your fun, 
I'm making speculations and requests. I don't want to spook the caucus of crows. I felt like thrashing up a con tree. I was kind of getting pissed off. I decided that I would go back to Phoenix. But I didn't plan to stay. Out of allegiance to Julie, and particularly if I was going to continue to wear her standard or bear her standard, I was not interested in haunting the chapel as such. Like hanging around Phoenix. Haunting it. I had plenty of time really all the time I needed to make up my mind about where I would go. Maybe work a little, save a little, get my gear in order. I didn't really want to go to Texas. I didn't want to go back to Florida either. The Rocky Mountains might well be the answer, I thought. How about Denver? How about Denver, sister? I said. Turned on AM radio and scanned until I found a station airing coast to coast which is an old driving companion of mine from my days as years as a pizza delivery driving guy for a, uh, an all-night pizza store. And that's how, you know, the topic of the, the show that evening was Red-Headed Witches. And some four days later, I made it back to Phoenix, having along the way grown more set on tasting our luck in the Mile High City. Maybe it was uh, to be no more than a passing fixation, but at least it gave me some initiative as I drove back across the continent. When I arrived, I debated with myself regarding whether I should lock myself in my apartment and sleep for two days, but ultimately, it's not healthy. I determined, determined that to be not civically-minded behavior, and after a shower and some due stationary downtime, I drove over to Julie's and Stevie's and what's-her-name's condo. Stevie knew it was me and answered the door almost immediately after I knocked. She told me that during my return overland, Julie's body self had already made its way back to Austin and that she had received a wire for a very large sum of money with instructions to distribute it among myself and herself. Well, I say very large. It was large as far as I was concerned and well-received. It amounted to $25,000 apiece. So I'm going to Denver, I said. Okay. We got some people in Denver, she said. <laughs>